saving more is the key. Saving more is the secret. And saving more isn't the most exciting thing, but it's, the re- it's what most people need to do. And, and the concept or the purpose of this chapter is to say we need to save more. And it's my opinion. It's my you know, point that we're making here that you can save more money if you have access to control of that throughout your life. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Better Wealth Podcast. I'm here with Aaron Deemer. We're on chapter eight of the And Asset Handbook. To learn more about the And Asset Handbook, go to betterwealth.com slash handbook. It's the the part two to after reading my book and really wanting to take the next step and understanding the power of life insurance when set up and used properly. And we, we're going through all the nuts and bolts. We're talking about the power of growth, the power of control, the power of future cash flow, the power of legacy and protection. Now we're going to talk about the ability to save more money. Chapter eight, ability and incentive to save more money. In this chapter, we're going to be looking at the benefit of saving more money. We covered a lot so far, going into the nuts and bolts of how the policies are designed and the growth of the and asset. We also explored how you can control your money and use it throughout your life, including the protection and legacy benefits of a contract. Now, we're going to talk about one of the main reasons why I think the AND asset is the biggest no-brainer for you to be using in your life. One of our principles at Better Wealth is consistency. We want people to consistently be able to save, and we want that money to be consistently working for you when you save it. I would make the argument that we have a savings crisis on our hands. We even have an assessment tool that can show the impact of your savings and consumption. We have found that saving more will give you far greater rewards than increasing your income. The big question to think about is, if you can make each saved dollar do multiple jobs without putting those dollars at risk or losing control, how much more could you save? 10% savings made easy. In the 10 principles of the richest man in Babylon, it is taught that 10% of your money is yours to keep. However, a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, will ask if that money will be free to access in case of opportunities or emergencies. A lot of people are worried about not having money available in case of emergencies or new investment opportunities. They wonder if their money can be put to work while also being accessible. Let's say you can have control and access to all your capital throughout your life. If so, could you not save 20% or more if it was both growing and could be used to invest in your business, to pay off your house, or to buy real estate property? We're showing people how they can save more money because that money can be used throughout their life. Nelson Nash, in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker, talks about the analogy of receiving an injection. He asks, do you care more about the rate at which you inject the shot into your arm or the concentration of the liquid that goes in? Most people would correctly say the concentration of liquid is most important. You could die if you were given the wrong concentration. Similarly, most people are looking at the wrong metric when it comes to their money. They are looking at the rate of return. If you have a savings problem or a lack of savings, it doesn't matter what the rate of return is because 100% growth on $0 is still $0. I'd much rather reduce my chance of loss and create a system where I can save more money and pump more fuel into this engine of growth. Spending versus saving. The next concept I'm gonna share may seem extremely simple, but is also extremely profound. When you earn money through any means of income, that money can go to one of two places. It can either be spent or saved. There's really no other place your money can go. Spending includes tithing, taxes, housing, and any other lifestyle expenses that are consuming your money. 
Saving, on the other hand, is anything that is putting your money away for a future date, usually 10 or more years in the future. Let's say you're going to save 30% of your income. This might not happen overnight, but if you take the time to sit down and map out your saving and spending with an expert on our team, it is definitely attainable. This means you are spending or consuming 70% of your income. The next thing to think about is that every purchase, whether it's a car, a business investment, or anything else where you need capital, can be made possible by borrowing against these savings. If you're buying a car and you can afford a payment of $500 per month that will take four years to pay off, you just need to be aware that you can borrow against your own money and buy that car with your own cash flow. Same thing with debts or business. Make sure that you are earning a greater rate of return from this money than what you are paying to borrow the money. If you can, this is an amazing way to fund those purchases. Summary. Look at where you're currently saving your money and ask if it is allowing you to inject as much money into it as possible. Is it giving you solid growth you can rely on for the rest of your life? Is it allowing you to access that money in the case of opportunities or emergencies? Once you can save your money in a place where you receive both growth and control, you will not only be able to save more money, but you will accelerate the growth that you are already experiencing in your end asset. You are not just receiving the growth benefit of saving more money and having a greater quantity of savings over time, but you also have the access to take advantage of opportunities to multiply that money even more. I hope this really helps. In the next chapter, we're going to talk about why you are the single greatest asset you can be investing in and how the end asset lets you show up powerfully as the number one asset in your life. Take the next step. If you're ever interested in learning more or want to find out if this is a good fit for you, you can book a free clarity call with one of our wealth coaches at a link on our website. Saving more is the key. Saving more is the secret. And saving more isn't the most exciting thing, but it's, the re- it's what most people need to do. And, and the concept or the purpose of this chapter is to say we need to save more. And it's my opinion, it's my you know, point that we're making here that you can save more money if you have access and control of that throughout your life. You know, I talk to a lot of business owners who want to save money, but also want their money to be liquid for them to be able to uh, use for their business. The end asset can solve that. Um, and then there's some there's some other people that might not want to lock up all their money in accounts that they get penalized for touching. And so that's that that is example number one. The other thing that I want to encourage everyone that's listening to this or watching this is if you go to betterwealth.com, we have an assessment tool. And this assessment tool has been inspired by Dave Anderson, who's really the creator behind it. And it shows you on a two-line graph how much money you need to save if you're going to be financially imbalanced. And 98% of people that go through that tool find themselves, they're a gap of how much they're saving today and how much they, um, just to maintain their current consumption. So great job with this. And uh, the next chapter is all about you investing in yourself, you being your greatest asset. So we're going to finish this thing off. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.